0: Thank you.
1: books um I guess we were three and one as a squad you know we couldn't go 4 no since Georgia Tech and Clinton played each other but um I guess I'll we'll start off with here. with the worst game which was um Georgia versus Oregon a ranked matchup that would just was ugly
0: yeah it's um not you know I thought we were gonna whoop a far on but not do what we did Saturday. I mean, that was that was embarrassing uh, for Oregon. The Quack Attack. The Quack um, Attack. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll just get into the the outstanding, you know, people in the in the matchup. Um, Would be right if I didn't start out with Stetson. Okay, the mailman um you know mm-hmm. one of the best games i've ever seen um him play at georgia this far um from a uh comfortable standpoint um that's the most comfortable I've ever, I've ever seen him in the pocket um you know last year he had a lot of games where he would try to force throws and before before the last three games of the season last year he would He would make a lot of, you know, kind of stupid mistakes where he tried to force throws and, you know, try to prove um, to himself and others and the coaching staff that he was the starting guy. Um, And we all know this year you don't have to do that. So I think that's why he has matured a lot in the the passing game. Um, In the first half, his game was nearly perfect. He went 18 for 21. I think it was like 240-something yards um, and a touchdown, and two of those, two or three of those incompletions were throwaways. Um, which, those are examples of, you know, the play going dead, and he didn't try to force anything. He just threw it away and went on to the next play, and that's something we never really saw last year. Um, usually in those, those cases, he would try to run, and get back to a lot of scrimmage or throw an interception. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, you know, for a guy like Stetson to get that much comfortable in the pocket is something this offense needed. Um, and you saw saw Saturday and what happens um, when that's the case.
1: Yeah, uh- you you talk about him being comfortable, and I mean, I think you're spot on there and not having to prove himself anymore. I mean, like that little Johnny Menzel type scramble. He, he just looks like, I don't know, he's much more in control of his game and he just kind of feels relaxed and, and just, I don't know. You're like sometimes last year, he seemed like he was kind of tensing up and maybe trying to force things or running too early, but this, I don't know. He looked
0: different in this game. Yeah. He was, he was, I mean, he looked like a vet on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and we never really saw that last year. And another reason I think, um, that was the case is because, you know, coming in, coming back to Georgia and earning a scholarship after Juco, um, you know, he was always, you know, the second or third option. He was never the definite starter, you know, so he always had a chip on his shoulder and he never really got to run with the ones for an exterior extended period of time, hell, even last year, him and Carson Beck were splitting reps at second string um, behind JT Daniels. Even when JT was hurt, um, he was still splitting reps with Carson Beck. And you saw, um, even the year before that, he was uh, – when Jamie Newman and – The one. Jamie um, Newman. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's never had a full offseason – where everybody knew he was the starting quarterback and he got all the reps with first team through spring and summer. And this is the first year that happened. And it, I mean, it just, you can tell the chemistry with wide receivers, his, you know, ability to move around the pocket was just, I don't want to say effortless, but just calm, cool, and collected. He never freaked out during the game once. And, you know, granted he didn't get pressured a lot. which I'll talk about in a minute, our offensive line had an outstanding game as well. Um, they only allowed five pressures on Stetson. Um, and none of those turned into sacks because he was able to get out of the pocket or make a throw. Um, but another key feature to that offense is not only Stetson, it's Todd Munkin. I mean, from a – mindset he's probably one of the best OCs we've had at UGA. Um again that's my opinion but I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me just on his ability to attack the weakness of the defense. Um just in this Oregon game, you know, coming in, all we heard about was this you know elite front seven, which I mean they are pretty good, but you know every defense has one weakness at least. Um you know, the great ones don't, obviously, but a majority of the defenses do. And these inside linebackers, Noah Sewell and... Um, Flo. Yeah, Flo. I uh, forgot his name because he didn't really do much, but, yeah. <laughs> um, their one weakness is probably pass coverage. Um, guys out of the backfield and tight ends, you know, they can they can put a a hat on another hat um, in the the A or B gap, you know, with the best with anybody else in the league. Um, But when it comes to, you know, running sideline to sideline with someone you're covering, they struggle with, and we attack them early with that. You know, Kenny Kenny McIntosh had a great game. He led the team in receiving yards with nine catches, um, 117 yards, I think. You know, we've only seen that with one other guy at UGA since Monken was there and that was obviously James Cook last year um so he exposed the, t- the inside linebackers early and often and then he incorporated the tight end mismatching uh shortly after you know um so he was able to start the game off um when their tails tucked under you know between their legs because they just were running all over the field they didn't know what to do and you know, it, it put a toll on um, the rest of the game. It wore him out. And, uh, you know, he just had a great game plan. He got – I mentioned it in the game preview um, that I expected Stetson uh, to, you know, kind of get a feel for, feel for it the first couple of drives, you know, not throw the ball downfield too much, just quick, short throws. And that's what we saw. I mean, his average – Um, the average release, uh, the ball out of his hands was two and a half seconds, which is really good, um, from an offensive, you know, efficiency standpoint. Um, so yeah, overall offense, you know, played phenomenal. Offensive line did a great job. We rotated a lot of guys in, um, Amarius Mims, who didn't start, but he ended up playing a lot. Got a lot of snaps. He graded out really well. And I'd be willing to bet he ends up um, at right tackle at the end of the year. Um if McClendon keeps having poor performances like he did on Saturday. When I say poor, I mean compared to every other um lineman. Um, it still wasn't poor, but it wasn't, it was the worst out of the starting four um or five. Um, but yeah. I mean... So, this
1: isn't really as much of a question as it is a discussion point, but is it time now, or do we need to see more from Stetson to just accept that this 5'11", 180-pound kid has developed almost perfectly to, like, his peak potential?
0: uh, I think Saturday proved it. For sure. I mean, because, I mean... (laughs) Every Georgia fan be lying themselves if, you know, in the back of our head we didn't think, you know, he performed really well at the end of the year because our defense was phenomenal and he, you know, they gave him a lot of breaks in those games. You know, they you know, essentially didn't; they were never behind, so he didn't have to force anything. He didn't have to come from behind, and you know, we didn't have to see it Saturday either, obviously. But. Yeah. Um just his presence out there. I mean, it was yeah, I mean phenomenal. he's
1: just continued to get better. And yeah. I mean, I've I've hey, I've been I've been a little bit of a hater over the over the years, but it's hard to continue just undermining what he's doing as QB one. I mean, if he keeps do having games like that, he'll be in New York at the end of the year in oh, competition yeah. for the Heisman, so.
2: Absolutely. And I mean, it's the other thing is, is, it's not his fault he has a good team around him. It's not his fault the defense is going to hold everybody else to probably 20 or less the entire season. I mean, <laughs> he's just got to go out there and facilitate, and that's that's what he's done. I mean, the playoff last year was was really where I started looking at his test. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And then what he did against Oregon, I mean, like you said, he looked comfortable in the pocket. He went what? 6 of the first 7 drives or 7 of the first 7 drives and then touchdowns, I mean that's the ultimate measure of your quarterback. Right. And you get your like you said we had ruined Yeah, I mean we didn't the Game was over halfway through the third quarter. So Yeah, we
0: didn't we didn't even punt until the fourth quarter. Um that's how efficient it was. And I I think I read a a stat where it was um, on the pass plays out of – I think it was 31 of his pass attempts. um, 70% of them, um, you know, were for – I I forgot what the term they use. I don't remember. I think it was uh, – I don't remember. But, um I mean, yeah, it was – it was wild. Um, we didn't run the ball that much because um, they – you know, they were a good a good rush – they didn't have a good rush defense at first. They kind of did uh, stuff some of the holes in the first couple runs. Um, Key Magintosh and the guy that's going to run up between the tackles, you got to get him in space. Um, I mean, he had – I think seven and a half yards after the catch. Um, he broke six tackles um, during those nine catches. So, him and guys like him and uh, Lad McConkey are guys that are going to be, you know, forced to be reckoned with out in the open. I think Munkin's going to abuse that yeah. you know, to the rest of the year. Just get those guys in space, and they will, they will do something. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much, I don't want to go too much into detail on the offense. Obviously I can, but, um, I'm going to go to the defense. Um, I remember, uh, last week we, uh, we kind of predicted on who would be the, the standout player that no one, no one knows about. And I threw out a name, Malachi Starks. And, boy, did he show up. Led the team in tackles as a true freshman. Um, I don't remember the last time a, a player at Georgia did that um, as a true freshman, lead the team in tackles. Um, I mean, this guy, this kid is 18, 17, 18, 18 years old, and he graded out in his first game at an 85. Which is elite. Um, Pretty good. Which you know, take those grades as you will. I don't. I don't agree with some of them, but you know, it, it means something—a little something. Um, that his interception was honestly a great throw from Bo Nix, and he just made a better play on. I mean, yeah. it was yeah, that was a crazy full catch. full layout, and uh, he is going to be a key piece. It's so that defense going forward. Uh, yeah. And he, when second and third team guys were out there, he stayed out there um, at the end of the game just to get more reps, get those mental reps in, because he's probably going to be starting the rest of the year. Um, but I think on the inside, are uh, inside linebackers, Johnson and uh, Mondone, Um they're going to be kind of bend but don't break right now. They have a lot of work to do. Um, they miss a lot of tackles. It's early though. So they're trash. <laughs> they're not, they're not <laughs> trash. You know, we're, I mean, we're used to, we're used to seeing guys sprint sideline to sideline and make, you know, three tackles cool. in a row by themselves. Um, like yeah, but the middle. first
2: week of the season, I mean, it's the first time you're going, like, legitimately live. I know they do scrimmages and they go live, but you're not, you're not really accustomed to, like, going full game speed until you start playing. Yeah. You're not having a preseason. I mean, your first couple of weeks, that's why, that's why people play FCS teams. Yeah. you got to get the kinks and fundamentals back down at full speed. So, yeah. the first couple of games, having tackling issues is extremely normal. As long as long as they're there, right? I'm happy. It's one thing to come in soft and not and not wrap up. It's another thing to come in there and you know you're trying to take somebody's head off. You don't wrap up. Maybe you don't get low. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna happen
0: when but, you you're over. You know, you get a bad angle. You know, but you right, you there. That's that's fine with me. Which I saw a lot of, especially from number two. Smale. Um, he was there, but he just he just had bad angles. Um, so. I'm sure that will improve. Mm-hmm. Um down the stretch. Uh defensive line. Jalen Carter is uh, a deep nature. Um I mean he looked like he was playing for Clemson that, there last night. Um that reminded me of it. Um just a little quick two-step and he's in the in the backfield. Um throw somebody
2: in front of him to the ground.
0: Yeah, the 330 pound guard to the ground like he's a little pup. Um,
2: Which this is a way off topic. I don't know if y'all saw this, but there was a there was like a sweet play that Utah State ran, and Will Anderson picked up the offensive lineman and threw him into the running back. I didn't see
1: that. <laughs> I don't think I saw that either. <laughs> he's. A I mean, savage. He,
0: he he literally used the guy blocking as a human javelin (laughs) i'm not surprised um but i am scared uh in the future you know oregon really didn't have a run it down your throat running back um they try to spread things out um like they have always been but i'm scared when we you know get to that team that like kentucky um with rodriguez you just will run it 30 times a game down your throat um how that interior line's going to hold up and pass rush as well. Uh, Cause I mean, all teams got to recognize now is double team Carter and who else you got, you know, yeah. um, which is really Nolan Smith and Robert Beal. But other than those guys on the outside, no one else really got penetration. Um, so um, I hope someone steps up down the road. Um, obviously, this Saturday is not going to be a good indicator because they're going to be playing offensive linemen that are smaller than Saturday. So, um, yeah. corners um, played well. Christopher Smith had a hell of a game at safety. He's the quarterback back there for the defense now. Um, and I I'm just hope he doesn't get hurt. Um, but, yeah, the defense... Play a lot better than I thought they were going to. I was I was impressed, and offense, um, you know, played as advertised, and uh, it looked it looked really well. I was very happy with the performance on Saturday.
1: So I, I I'm pretty positive I already know who you're going to say for this, but just two names: offensive MVP of the game, and then defensive MVP of the game.
0: yeah, I've already talked about them. I mean, it's Stetson and. Uh, Malikai. yeah 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 all right well um i guess we can go into
1: the south carolina game unless we have any more questions for davini sam
2: you good and at three i think they said what they needed to say yeah
1: um all right so i'm gonna go into some positives and some negatives from the game um obviously we all saw it it wasn't a pretty win by any means, um, but there were some positives you could draw out of it. Special teams, obviously, really won us the game. Um, two 50-plus-yard field goals a 51, and then I think a 53. Uh, and that was that guy's first two attempts in college, which is kind of crazy. I don't know the last time anyone's done that before, but pretty impressive. A fourth and 5 fake field goal um, that led to a touchdown. A 79-yard punt. Um, I don't. That, I mean, obviously it helps you switch the field, but that didn't really, you know, help score any points. It's just kind of a cool stat in there. And then obviously the two punt block return for touchdowns. Um, those two really flipped the game. Uh, I don't really know. I, I mean, you know, when you block a pun return for a touchdown, you kind of take the ball out of your offense's hands for those two drives. But uh, I'm not convinced that the offense would have scored anyway. So I don't think we. I don't know if we even cover the spread if if those two block field or block punts don't happen. Um, so special teams was obviously the star of the game. Um, so collapse for Beamer ball 2.0, I guess. And then defense, I thought the defense played really well. Um, the front seven was good. Defensive line seems pretty deep. They're rotating guys in and out a lot, and there wasn't much drop off. Um, the linebackers actually look better than they have in a long time. I think Brad Johnson and, and Mo Kaba, they were just – they just looked way faster than the linebackers last – I mean, Brad Johnson was a linebacker last year. But I don't know. They just looked way faster, way more comfortable in the scheme. And then we also had some guys to to um, to get in and out at that position. Because, um, obviously, you got Sherrod Green behind, who's a fifth-year guy He's played a lot of football. Um, maybe not as not quite as athletic, but he can still get the job done um but yeah defense as a whole was was good uh, I thought they only had they ended with two hundred yards rushing um but you know two runs went for eighty five yards total and neither of those two runs forty one and forty four uh led to any points for them so I think the two hundred yards rushing and five Five-yard average is a little inflated by those two. Um, but, I mean, you can't just take explosive plays out of the game. I mean, they happen, so we've got to get better at that. But uh, the secondary held, held Granger to seven for 29 for 111 yards, um, which I guess – I'm about to pull out the calculator, see what seven for, for – what it was seven for 29 is in completion percentage? That's
2: that's just under 25%. Yeah, 20,
1: something 24, okay, 24. 24%, 7. that's pretty bad. Obviously, Georgia State's not going to come out and, and throw the ball a whole lot. Um, so take that stat as you will. Um, but I thought the secondary played really well, especially and uh, Manwari. I talked about him a lot already, a freshman kid. Um, he got in on the first drive because R.J. Roderick got hurt. I think his first or second play in, he stuffed um, Tucker Gregg on a fourth and, fourth and one or fourth and two. Um and then he made some other plays throughout the game. I think I thought he looked really good. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up a starter at some point. I don't know the extent of Roderick's injury, but kid played good. Um now to the negatives. Uh the running I game. I think we is- all just
2: we all just want to know about Spencer Rattler. I mean, that's really I just want your <laughs> opinion. Not just a positive or a negative. I just want to
1: well, on, your thoughts on, what- on the sheet, I've listed him in the negatives column, but I don't think it was really like a true negative. Um, but he's definitely, I mean, I don't think he belonged in, in the positives column. Um, I think he was fine. I think he was sharp uh, on most of his throws. There are a couple of times where he tried to force it. Um, obviously one of his interceptions was just, a, I mean, he had Juju right in the flat and he just decided to throw it into double coverage to juice Wells. Um By the body language after that play, I don't know if they were kind of not on the same page and what Juice was going to do in that route. Um, But either way, that's, you know, he was trying to force the ball, which is obviously something we've seen from him during his time at Oklahoma. Um, He ended 62% completion, 227 yards, one touchdown, two picks. I already talked about the first or the second interception. The first one was just a deflection off the receiver's hands. Um, The ball was thrown a little high. Um, but Amari Brown jumped, like, two seconds too early, and, you know, everything just kind of worked out um, for the defense right there. That kid is safety. I don't know what his name is, but I'm pretty sure he got both picks, and I don't know. That kid was – that dude was all over the field. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Rattler, he also had some happy feet. Like, I feel like the pass blocking was actually not bad. The run blocking was really bad. But I don't feel like the pass blocking was – all that bad um but he just got happy feet sometimes would kind of move himself into pressure when it wasn't necessary to um but he definitely showed that he's pretty elite throwing the football while on the run I mean that pass to Jalen Brooks was right was perfect he had a couple nice ones to juice wells um while scrambling out um he definitely showed how he can help in that aspect of the offense um and then Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, as a whole, I'm not upset with the game. Like I, I wish we could have, I mean, we only threw like two deep balls, two true deep balls, both to Josh van, both. I don't know why we threw them, Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it was fine. I think it's the first game in a new offense with new weapons around you. Um, Obviously, you know, you've been practicing with them and scrimmaging with them, but like you said, when you actually play a game, that speed kind of ramps up a little bit. So I think they're just a little, um, just a little off, you know. He's got
0: first game jitters for sure. Yeah. Um, but I,
1: I mean I think he was sharp. The ball looks good coming out of his hand. He's really accurate. Um, I think he's I think this is gonna be hopefully this is this is not gonna be the norm that it's more of a um just kind of first game
0: not looking great. Um I got two things. That Sam, that I'll let you go. Um, one is I know we talked a little bit about this last year. Um, and when I, wa- I was only able to watch the second half of the game. Um, but during that second half, I still, you know, questioned a lot of Satterfield's play calling. Um, I didn't, you know, obviously I'm not an offensive coordinator. He knows more than me, but just. Yeah, just just the you know how he would call the plays back to back, you know, in certain situations, and and just seeing them seem, like very bland. Like, it, yeah. you in you know, the Tennessee game last year? Well, I will say the only thing I will say about that is
2: you play Arkansas next week. I understand yeah, not wanting to put much on tape.
1: That's true, but at the that's same time, that's a really time, easy I mean, excuse to use. I mean, you got to lot- win the game first, and if we're just going on offensive output, I think. I mean, I think special teams accounted for 19 points of our 35. So what that leaves, yeah. I mean, do we, we? The game would end we, with sixteen to fourteen.
0: Did we see a lot of that last year? Though? A win's a win, baby. That's what I'm saying. But um, then you can also throw in the excuse we didn't have a quarterback. Like I get that too,
1: but yeah, in terms of play calling, I would have liked liked it to like the playbook to be opened up a little bit more. And, obviously, I don't know if if that's even a thing that happened. Like, I don't know if the playbook was kind of muted for this game a little bit. Um, but, I mean, with this, you know, this type of offense, this pro style, you're going to do a lot of um, kind of just quick passes out to the flats. And, honestly, a lot of the time, there we had numbers out there, um, but our perimeter blocking just wasn't – just was kind of poor. Um, And then just too many, like, I don't know, just run power run plays. Like, quit with the whole, like, zone shit. Our offensive linemen don't understand it. It's just not working.
0: (laughs) I don't know why. Like, it just – I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. One more thing for me is get that man, Josh Van the football. Yeah, I don't know. Get your playmaker in space. He is the – that that new kid, yes, he looked good. Um, What's his face? Um, Juice Juice Wells looked pretty Wells, good, and then Jalen yeah. Brooks was. Yeah, Jalen Jalen looked good too, but yeah. I just feel like Josh Fan is the the guy.
1: Yeah, I don't really, I'm not really sure what happened. Um, I don't know if he's had. I've seen rumors that he had a bad camp and and whatnot. Um, I don't know. Rattler threw him a freaking strike for a first down on third and long, and he just dropped it, which. From last year is not like him. From the years prior, he did have the drops like um, early into his career in South Carolina at South Carolina. But yeah, I gotta give him the ball. Two targets is not good enough. Um, I mean, he's obviously a guy you know what he can do if you can get him hot, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's it's like we have a lot of playmakers, and we're and you can tell from you know, the stab book that we tried to get a lot of different people involved, but it's almost like find someone that's hot for a game and just, just throw the ball to him 12 times or run the ball 25 times. You know, we had eight, we ran eight runs in the first half. I think, I think Marshawn Lloyd had the best 30 yard game I've ever seen in my life. He looked super <laughs> explosive. He was hurtling guys, breaking all sorts of tackles. I mean, I don't know. We got. to – I mean, establish like you got to establish something. On you got to get people hot. You can't just keep. I don't That'll know. work I mean, itself
2: out over the course of a yeah, year, though. Yeah, I don't know.
1: But yeah, I mean, I'm not totally out on on the play calling necessarily, but um, needs to. I don't. I feel like we we're just trying a bunch of different shit, which I mean is is viable to do against Georgia State, even though we got. Harry there for a minute, um, but you really got to dial in some sort of identity for the offense because that's something that they never had last year either. So,
0: yeah, that's fair.
1: Um, I guess it's time to move on to Clemson, Georgia Tech. I don't know if if y'all want to do break it down separately or together or whatever. Just you know, let us know Where what's going we- on.
3: We could kind cut of bounce off of each other. I mean, I really just let Sam go ahead and go. She probably got a little bit more positive.
2: I mean, you know, well, since we're talking about positives, we'll just go ahead and talk about DJ then. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, last night, I don't think you're ever going to mistake that as a, a flawless quarterback performance. But, um, I mean, last year he only had one game where he had 200 yards passing, passing touchdown, no interceptions. Um, and that's what he did last night. So it would have been one of his best games of the year last year. Um, and I mean, progress of any kind is progress. A um, little bit lighter, way more involved in the run game. Um, I think there were a lot of yards left out there on read option plays. He still can't read them. Um, you know, he's got a little got a little Ray Charles action on the on the read option reads, but you'll have that. Um, And obviously when you look at the stats, I mean, QBR was 39.4. That's good for 94th out of 126 FPS quarterbacks that played football this weekend. Um, So still not good, um, but a little bit better than what we saw um, previously. And I think there were also a handful of throws um, going back and watching it. Bo Collins had two tough drops. E.J. EJ Williams had two tough drops. Um, And if you just count those four, say we get three of those four that's probably 30 35 more yards um Bo and EJ both had targets in the end zone they weren't able to come up with so it wasn't all on DJ um but I do think uh well I mean really what it comes down to is the fact that everything he does still looks really slow his processing speed still looks slow dude. it does it's painful <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to watch especially when you watch the final drive um and you're just like, holy shit, this is what offense looks like. Um, but, again, the biggest thing for DJ is that, I mean, I thought he maneuvered the pocket a little bit better. Um, he was able to climb up, reset. Obviously, there were a couple times where he was able to, uh, to break free, had a little shovel pass to, um, to Kobe Pace, um, the pitch back to, to Shipley. So he made some plays. He didn't put the ball in trouble. Um, but I think when you look at how slow starting we were, um, for the first quarter and a half. Um, that's that's tough. I mean, obviously, two block punts gave us short fields. Uh, so, that's 14 points right there. Uh, obviously, Special the touchdown drive for Klubnik at the end. Uh, I mean, that's, that's 21 points right there that DJ didn't really have to move the ball for. Um, so, only a couple really solid drives for DJ there um, in the second quarter. But, again, progress is progress. Um, the second thing being, you know, I talked about last week having the offensive line, and they, you know, they're so confident as freshmen at right tackle and having our best five on the field at once, you know, kind of having an improved um, interior for the running game, and we didn't really see that. Um, obviously, I talked specifically about the defense tackles, Zeke Biggers, and uh, TJ Chimezda for protect, being being big guys and, and being able to play. Uh, Keon White had a heck of a game in, in past scenarios. Um, but it was just a little bit disappointing because I felt like we had struggles in pass protection with Blake Miller um, against their best guy in Keon White. Other than that, we were pretty solid, but we just couldn't run the ball, um, at least not effectively. I mean, Shipley, 10 for 42. Pace had five carries for 13. Maffa had eight for 28. I mean, combined, these guys were at three and a half yards carry, uh, so really not what I was hoping for, um, but again, First game, I like that we mixed up a lot of the personnel groupies I talked about last week, having the tight ends out there, flexed out in the slot, moving them in line, eight back, and we did that. We didn't throw them the ball as much as I would have wanted to, to see, but um, they were on the field and, and moving around nonetheless. You you give yourself options there. Um, and then defensively, I mean, as advertised, you know, we, we sat in the cover of three shell the whole night, said if you want to throw it five yards, we'll do it. Jeff Sims was extremely efficient, um, and to his credit, he took what they gave him. Um, you know, Tech obviously had some some penalties and there were some drops um, that didn't help him, but I thought Jeff Sims played well. He did exactly what he needed to do, didn't try and take the game over. Um, but the, the biggest thing is the speed at linebacker. Having Barrett Carter and Trent Simpson just roaming around out there is a problem. I mean, we were going nine deep at defensive line without Xavier Thomas um and it's just next man up uh, brian received looked really explosive i talked about in the the preview for the season and even last week kind of tempering expectations for him early um, and because we can rotate so much you i mean i don't know if any of our defensive linemen played more than about 30 snaps um, everybody was fresh everybody was effective kj henry looked like a, i mean well, i've never seen him play like that at the end of last year he really came on and that was a heck of a way to start this year. Seven times this girl tonight. left
1: him for an NBA player, and he took that hey, shit personal. And he's been
2: in demon mode ever since. <laughs> you just need to get your heart broke one time. So <laughs> for KJ, though, um, you'd love to see it. But again, I think what we're all going to be talking about for the next month, maybe the entire season, is the last drive. Um, you know, you you run Clubnik out there with with Dabo's son, a walk on, and uh, and our center fielder, and the offense just clicks. I mean, I went back and counted it, Sid. You can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I counted seven of Georgia Tech's either starters or guys that were rotating heavily in the first half that were on the field during that drive. Um, so, I mean, did he do it against their ones, against the defense that was really balls to the wall? No. Um, but he didn't have a whole lot of help for them either. Walk on running back as well, entire second team, offensive line, moving the pocket just very decisive with his throws. I mean, he looked good, um, but it's hard to take a whole lot from, you know, six passes and what do you have, eight, nine snaps. But, again, the offense just looked a whole lot different. Um, so we'll see kind of where that goes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, special teams was good. Um, it was a good win. Obviously, it was a little a little a close there in the third quarter. Would have liked to see us open it up, but. You know, credit to Tech. I felt like they did what they needed to do to stay in the game for a long time, and then once it got out of hand, um, you know, it kind of slipped away at the end. But I thought, again, I thought we looked, I thought we looked fine. Um, offense is still going to be a little bit of a concern, but hopefully, the offensive line will gel a little bit, and we'll, we'll just keep getting better.
1: Dude, you could, you could have the same exact recap for Clemson and South Carolina this week. Offense was okay, couldn't run the ball, threw the ball okay. Defense did their job, had two punt blocks.
2: <laughs> Literally. That's what I thought going through this. Cause when I saw that you were talking about how the how y'all didn't run the ball that effectively, you know, because I mean I thought all of our running backs at different points in time looked really good. Like Shipley had yeah. a few where he he took off. I thought I thought Maffa, especially in the red zone when they wanted to let him put his head down, I mean, he would he would carry the first guy pace, had a couple like a really impressive four yard runs. I mean, so just little things that you got to clean up, but you know, never going to be upset with a, with a 31 point win.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have anything else, but I don't know. I kind of left last night with mixed emotions. Like, I think obviously I saw improvement in certain aspects. For sure. I, I definitely – I mean, like I, I probably have a couple hot takes here that you'll hear from me, but just hear me out. I think we're a bowl-eligible team this year. Um, I
2: agree, 100%. If Jeff Sims plays like that,
3: 100%. Yeah, I, 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 I had a handful of calls last night that I disagreed with, um, with Chip, but offensively he plays much more to the personnel we have instead of just being we're going to run a balanced offense out there and bang our heads up against the wall and something that we're not. Um. I think Dante ran really hard. Uh, poor guy, didn't have much to work with. Um, effort from the offensive line wasn't great.
1: He just spread uh, right into a brick wall.
3: Yeah. He kept um, going, though. He kept he doing makes, it. He's, he's a tough runner. Um, I, I thought we did a lot of um, really good misdirection, play action, and uh, screen. we work, working that into the offense. There are times where um, Clemson's defense was just – I mean – There were times where it felt like we were holding our own and then there were a couple of plays in a row where you feel like they're really getting Jeff and things are just kind of, that barrier is about to break down real fast and uh, we'd mix in a good screen play and pick up a first down or pick up some good yardage. So I feel like uh, he really did a good job mixing that in. Um, Biggest thing is, I mean, I hated the first call, the the first play of the game, Um, Jeff. Got hit as he threw yeah I was gonna ask you about that
1: I mean it's yeah, kind of I, it's kind of a hit or miss like you either I get mean, a bunch of momentum or they get a bunch of
3: momentum the, well I I think if Jeff throws that how he wanted to without the pressure I think he throws that out in a way and if Nate doesn't get to it nobody does yeah um if he gets hit as he throws and puts a little too much air up under it and they 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 they. they I mean, you got to think Nate's running with – I don't know who made the interception. Was it Makubu? Or uh, was it uh, – I... Yeah, yeah. Was it him that made the interception? Yeah, I mean, you got to think those guys can roll. So, they just essentially took the air out of the ball if you don't put enough under it. So, um, I didn't love that. But I think that's kind of one of those things where if if it goes as planned, you, it's either you take a shot and it's second and ten, or maybe you, you get – Lucky and Nate outrun somebody. And um, just the the odds of him underthrowing that, which I think he was supposed to come out there and fully intend to overthrow that ball or, you know, get lucky and get a reception out of it. That ended up what happened. And so, it, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where the momentum gets taken away from you. Not um, that there really was any momentum, but it just really didn't get out on a good foot. But I, I'll say the defense came out and did enough through three quarters to to keep you in that ball game, 100%. Um, you take away by uh, the block punt, and it's 17-10 to 10 at the end of the three. Yeah, I, I, that was one of the things I'll get to here in a little bit. But um, in terms of offense, uh, pass protection, against that front, I really can't be mad at it. Uh, like I said, we're going to really try to protect the quarterback. I know Jacob said something about not having a tight end, but that's just what Chip's offense does. Um, he'll either run an H-back out there, run two tight end sets, and leave one end to max protect. Uh, I thought
1: I thought the offensive line looked pretty good for the circumstances, obviously.
3: For the circumstances, like, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I left there saying, I said it to my dad and I said it to other people, against teams not named Georgia or Clemson, I think we're going to put up points and I think we're going to move the ball well. Um, with that offense, given the way that they perform, I mean, you got to think you're going against, in my mind right now, the top two defensive line, definitely – top two front seven at least um if you account those linebackers the, that that was what frustrated me at times is when we seemed like we were going to try to spread them out and you just can't you can't spread out speed like that with with guys like Trenton Simpson, Barrett Carter and the way that they can play on the ball is just you you really can't spread them out so it's really kind of like we can't go around and we can't spread them out with you know what do we do here um but I think you know we did as best as we could um obviously you know you're fighting an uphill battle with that but um I really liked once we didn't we didn't make an effort to just run play calls because we wanted to be balanced that's what I you you can go back and listen to the podcast last year but I used to just get so frustrated at doing things that we're not gonna be good at and we're not gonna be able to do and we're beating the head up against the wall but like you know what we'll we'll we said okay we'll take what Clemson's given us and we'll try to give with it. And um there are a few drop passes. I think Two things I walked away with that really just frustrated me. Obviously, you probably y'all already know is special teams and the inability for us to sustain drives by self inflicting wounds, like getting out there. And I mean, I know teams do it and I know we shift, but you can't tell me those guys are not giving a cadence out there. It's just if you get if a guy gets called for it, you can't tell me they're not doing it. And now, I mean, everybody does it. I'm not saying it. it's just one of those things that's frustrating as fuck when you have a super inexperienced offensive line. And, I mean, it was loud as shit in there. It may not have seemed like it on TV. I know it may not have been like a packed house, but it was loud as shit in there at times. And it's just like one of those things where it just keeps happening. So, inexperienced group. But, I mean, we'd start to move the ball, get in short yardage situations. The next thing you know, it's, you know, second, third down, and 15 yards to gain. It was just frustrating, Um, which is kind of the shit we saw last year that I didn't see improvement on this year which I was hoping to when it comes to the coaching aspect and then special teams, obviously. Um, kicking was much improved. I know we missed the 50-yarder, but if um, y'all paid attention to how it looked at all when we tried to kick field goals last year, it was miserable and it was ugly. So to go out there and distance was fine. you just pushed it right on the first one. And then I, I don't know what the next one was, 42, 45 yards. I don't know. What Five, was, I think. 45, but, I mean, he nailed it. Um, that's promising um like really promising actually we struggled so bad with that last year and actually ever since Jeff's been here but um I think that's really kind of what the difference was uh, I'll never say that officiating was a problem um I do think we we're at a point where we got to stop on third and long we had just scored a touchdown we were going to get the ball back and honest opinion. I think Clemson kind of got bailed out on third and long win. Uh, they I believe always it was, do. I think it was Bo Collins' um, back shoulder throw. It was kind of a shitty throw. He turned around. I mean, there was a grab of a jersey for a little bit, but definitely wasn't a push, and he fell down, and they called it. I would say the next play, very next play, Clemson took a shot, and there was much more contact there, and they didn't call anything. Um, that was really frustrating, because it's kind of like one of those things you get a stop, you think you get a stop, and the wind kind of gets taken out of your sails, and then Charlie goes to make a tackle, the guy tucks his head down, and they call targeting, and then there goes Charlie, so it's kind of one of those things where you had a little bit of momentum, you just made it a one-score game, you're down four points, and then you face a little adversity, and we just didn't respond to it well, no matter if you took good call or not, I mean, you just got to kind of respond to those kind of things, and we didn't handle that well, and that's kind of one of the things that frustrated me as well last year, Um, so that was really frustrating. I think from there, your de- your defense was just on the field way too much. There were times where your offense would go out there and put the defense right back on the field, and they're just asked to do too much. And you don't have the horses to run out there an entire game and ask to keep up with that defense that Clemson has. And uh, that's kind of why I think it got away from us. Um, but defensively, I will say secondary. Obviously, coaching is much better. There were uh, – I don't know how many sacks we had. I know there's at least three coverage. Three. Set- three, I think I- – I would honestly argue two of the three were – just cut pure coverage sacks. Um, DJ not knowing where to go with the ball. Yep. and um, if you look in the replay, there's literally nowhere for him to go with the ball. I mean, um,
1: there's one. It, it looks funny because DJ standing there for like eight seconds and just yeah. not not moving, not falls. doing anything. Yeah, and then just falls over.
3: Yeah, and, and like uh, that's so shocking. There were a couple plays where it was just wide open receivers. Keenan Johnson getting turned around um, was. Frustrating, but honestly, I really don't think—and this is my honest opinion. And Clemson, obviously, know more about this and have a different opinion. But I really don't think Clemson put DJ in a position to turn the ball over that much. Oh no, not not. There were training wheels were on. Yeah, there was not many situations where he's sitting back, you know, having multiple reads, deciding where to go with the ball. It was very much um one route long developing route he's going to sit back and hope that god that is open and there were a couple of times where bo collins put a good move on somebody and he was wide open mostly keenan johnson but um and i'll i'll honestly say probably the same we did the same for jeff and jeff took care of the ball there's one throw he went late to the far side of the field which you can't do and it should have been a pick six um but we got lucky but honestly i, I really don't think Either team put their quarterback in a situation to turn the ball over much. It was very much tra- like you said, training wheels are on. Um, yeah. I thought, routes, one I thought, two reads.
1: Yeah. I thought Georgia Tech's like intermediate passing game was really good. Jeff Sims looked, looked, you know, confident in the pocket and was just throwing strikes out there for a while.
3: Yeah. And I think that's kind of one of the things that we really need to build on and getting that rhythm. Nate McCollum, um, really wish I had him on my fantasy team because he's one of those guys that's just, all over the place. Um, used him a lot. He made some really good catches. And then obviously Malik Rutherford made a nice catch on a fourth down. Uh, got those kind of guys. You got to get more involved. Um, I really would have liked to see Leo in the offense. I think EJ's going to be good. He's got he, he's got a little bit of the dropsies. I think um, <laughs> a couple of more tough passes. I know one was like on his back hip. But you know, in those kind of situations, it hits you in the hands. I, if you get your hands on it, I think you got to um, you got to make that catch so um I don't know he made a really nice pass in the end zone that typically you'd see him he really underthrow or overthrow so I think Jeff's gotten a little bit more coaching having uh coach wanky as his uh or wanky whatever you want to call it it sounds terrible either way but uh <laughs> as a QB coach and yeah well, I don't know I, I I like when I say hot takes I really don't mean this as in disrespect, but it's really frustrating to go out there and kill yourselves against a team like Clemson that I'm so used to seeing Clemson just be so dominant. But I and say, like, I really hope you don't take this the wrong way with me saying this. It's not the same Clemson team that I'm used to seeing. It's not where they don't, I, I honestly don't feel like they have that alpha receiver, T. Higgins, Justin Ross. Um, it's and I, I think, and if Engad is going to be that guy, he only had two targets, right? And, and I think Bo Collins is going to be a really good receiver, but. Those jump balls that y'all were throwing last night—I mean, we we still don't get our head turned around on them. If you got got those alphas that y'all are used to having, I mean, I think two of those are at least caught for a touchdown. It, it, that's my opinion. Uh, you may think I'm wrong, but I agree. Um, um, and I think Will Shipley's a hell of a running back. He's young, but it's like there was just something different about having Travis Etienne back there, or you know, just well, This, was, just this was
2: something I, I talked to davinney about last night. It's just because I feel like we have three really solid running backs, they're all very much like our receivers. They're all the same style. They're all the same yeah. body type. We yeah. don't have anybody that's really like a, a scat back that you can, you can throw the ball to. We don't have somebody that Todd Monkey can run out there in that James Cook role or what Travis he yeah. does yeah. for us. Yeah. We don't and have a game breaker anywhere on the offense.
3: Yeah, And if and you do have
2: him at receiver, if Bo Collins uh, is going to be the guy, we don't have a quarterback that can facilitate the ball well enough for him to break the game.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, and for DJ, it's so weird because it's their styles are different. But I see a lot of the things that frustrated me about Jeff in DJ in terms of y'all's first drive. He just lets the snap go right over his face. Matt. I'm like, bro, you're huge. Those are kind of, <laughs> bro, what, are, what are you doing? And I get it; it's a rocket right at your face. But bro, it's third down. Like you, you, you have no choice. Catch the ball and run the play. And then like, there's times where like he just. I don't know, he falls down. He just looks so uncoordinated. I don't know what it is about him, but it, it's not like he doesn't care, but it just looks like he's out there nonchalant. And that's what really frustrates me. And then there's times when Jeff looks out there not taking care – and it's essentially just taking care of the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like there's times where Dita just doesn't do that. And that's why I think it would frustrate me watching it. That was the first time I watched him play in person. It was kind of one of those things where you're like, dude, this dude looks like he could be the man out there. and. I don't know. He's ain't got it. Yeah, he just doesn't have it. I I wish I would have stayed. I mean, we had to get on the road. um, After y'all scored that last touchdown, I dipped before Cade came in the game just to see the difference. Um, I don't really even know who we had on the field, to be honest. I haven't gone back and watched it. But um, I wish I would have been able to see the difference. But, yeah, dude, that's what – I mean, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but it really frustrates me to go out there and kill ourselves because I honestly feel like we can – I don't know about comp- – I don't know what the word is, uh, not compete. Uh, I definitely I mean, think y'all have you were y'all have you, the you were competing. It, I mean, it got away – the well,
1: score The score looks way worse than
0: I thought the game looked for the most part. Y'all looked a lot better, much improved than last year, that's for sure, on the offense. Yeah. And even the defense. Even the defensive line. Uh, I, think, I think our defensive line is our strength, to be yeah, honest. I, I was impressed with the penetration y'all were getting. Um, yeah. But another thing is, I mean, y'all had, what, 10 penalties? Nine. We had,
3: we had more penalty yardage than rushing yardage. And we really
0: didn't run the ball that poorly. We ran it yeah. okay. Like, so that told I knew, there was times, like you said earlier, that y'all would just hurt yourselves. I mean, those we, key penalties on like, big drives that y'all were having would just be ruined by yeah. a second and 20.
3: Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, and I think that's a combination of inexperience, young guys not getting playing time. They're kind of, you know, they're – they're out there, out over their skis. You know, like yeah, this is the first game. Also, a little bit of coaching, like man, uh, some of these guys he, don't he didn't really time. have them ready.
0: You know, it feels like
3: yeah, yeah. To, and, to and, and that's what's what, what kind of disappointing. But I will say, an offensive line game was much improved. I mean, it used to be just fuck, like you know, free pass right dude. Yeah, dude those
1: those are also things that you can clean up. You know, like
3: yeah, and, and that's that's what I'm looking for. Right, right. Like, I think we'll get six games this year. Based on what I saw and, there's, and based on what I've seen from a dog shit conference this opening weekend, I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's – there's not a team in the ACC outside of maybe – I don't know, Florida State looked okay. But besides after playing Clemson, there's not a team in the ACC that we, we should be able to beat. Dude, honestly,
0: honest honestly, after watching – or not watching, but seeing highlights in the Ole Miss game, they only beat Troy by 18 points.
3: And that's the thing is like – you don't know how good they are. They lost, I mean, obviously, their best quarterback in a, a while. I mean, they lost, oh. they, they, they're lost. they replacing a lot. So, I mean, there's just – you look at the schedule and you're like, with the what I saw, and I know the score doesn't show it, but with what I personally saw, it just looked like we actually can, can, can play football. In the past, it's just been a clusterfuck on everything from start to finish. It was just a clusterfuck on the field. But last night, up until – you know, we just kind of, like, let go of the rope, let, just let things get out of hand. And I, I think – and I'm not I'm not saying this is what happened, but w- when you're out there competing like that as a kid and you're playing and things just kind of don't go your way and the wind just comes out of your sails, it's kind of easy for things to kind of fall apart. If yeah, you're not, absolutely, yeah. If you're not a team out there of men, you know, that just have that in them, like, these these guys are still – I mean, shit, they probably don't have that much confidence in themselves. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably back like, do – I don't know if we're any good. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I mean I'm that's like it, yeah.
1: I, I think that's there. true. Just like <laughs> the ability to just fall apart if the game starts kind of getting away. Like I mean, you look at Georgia, is Georgia really 46 points better than that Oregon team? I mean maybe, but yeah I
3: think I and, think they're a solid 30 35 points better. But, but yeah, I mean that game got away quick because right. you gotta think Oregon's thinking, damn, they are a lot better than us. Like yeah, and then they're thinking, you know,
2: damn, we about to run Bo right back out there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's, that's the what other, I was thinking with DJ. That's but. the other thing is you got to know, like your guys are looking. Okay, okay, they got what they got better athletes than us, and we've held in this game. We've had some things not go away, and it kind of goes away, gets away from you a little bit, and it kind of just it goes from there. Yeah, but uh, I definitely think, like I said, through three quarters, you did enough to be in the game. Um, so. I don't know. I, like I said, no moral victories. You lost the game, um, but the state of our program being in, I think I think this year's salvageable. Um, I think obviously you gotta go out there and handle business next week. And but I have a lot more confidence playing like playing a team like that based on how we look against Clemson. Um, I mean, you go yeah. out there and play a team like Western Carolina, it should be like playing a JV team after you just face that defense. Yeah. You know
1: Speaking saying? of, so. I guess we can move on to. Uh to the week two matchups, some pretty not exciting games. Clemson versus Furman, Georgia Tech versus Western Carolina, Georgia versus Sanford. Obviously, South Carolina has a pretty good game versus Arkansas, but I feel that all of y'all's breakdowns are going to be similar. You know, beat the hell out of them and get the backups in.
2: Er, Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much it. I couldn't tell you a single
3: thing about any of those teams. I could. I'm not even going to pretend to give you all a preview about what Western Carolina
2: Carolina apparently put up 56 last week.
3: Um, That's good to hear. Yeah. Furman
2: Um, Furman beat North Greenville like 55 to nothing. Um, Who did
3: Western Carolina play? Uh, I don't know. Um, Probably nobody.
1: Charleston Southern 52 to 38.
2: Oh, they gave up 38 to Charleston Southern. That's a good sign. (laughs) That's like right now because Georgia State playing UNC is such an intriguing game because UNC gave up almost 30 to Florida A&M, and they had, what, eight or ten players that were, like, maybe starters that were, like, academically ineligible all of a sudden. And they almost put up 30 on UNC, and then they give up 100 to App State. I mean, Georgia State might run for 700 yards on them.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they no, really I might. know
3: I know this isn't part of the podcast, but how much longer do y'all think Mac makes it, dude? Because they are they're on the verge of like being bottom two, three in the coastal. I don't really know, he was
2: on the um like right before Clemson kicked off. I mean, he was on there and he was pretty chipper about the whole thing, and I thought, well, could you imagine Kirby Smart talking about this if they just won sixty-three to sixty-one? <laughs> There would be uh-huh.
3: no <laughs> – well, we won. Wrong. There would be none
2: of that. There it would be, a, be
0: like, like, like interview.
3: Yeah. yeah. But, like, a, a program like North Carolina should not be like that at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. He's got to retire at some point again. Anyways, they don't, I mean, they, he's
1: getting super old.
3: They don't have to go to class. I mean yeah. – <laughs> yeah, yeah, but –
1: I guess, you know, we don't really need to get too deep into those breakdowns. There's – I mean, you can watch for the little things like the run game or, you know, whatever you want to watch for, but it's just going to be a bunch of slaughters anyways. Um,
2: I don't so know. I, we'll, probably, we'll probably win like
3: 21 to nothing. <laughs> we'll probably go out there and lose.
2: <laughs> yeah, it'll be so bad that Cade won't take a snap of the game.
1: <laughs> um, I guess I can jump into Arkansas, though, which is – a really intriguing matchup. I was surprised when the line came out at eight or eight and a half or whatever it's at. Um, but, honestly, I don't know if y'all got to watch. I'm, I'm sure too many didn't since their games were at the same time. Watch the Arkansas versus Cincinnati game. Neither, sure of those teams, exactly. neither of those teams looked very good. Um, you know, um, Cincinnati had a lot of chances downfield for wide open receivers. A quarterback overthrew at least two from what I saw. Um. But yeah,
2: quarterback started out real bad and got real good by the end of the game. And I don't know how much of that was him and how much of that was Arkansas.
1: Yeah, but Arkansas's defense didn't didn't impress me a whole lot. Obviously, they have um what's that bumper pool? That's that dude's name at linebacker. Yeah, him
2: and him and Jalen Catalan are two Catalan got
1: hurt, and I don't know if he's gonna be ready
0: uh for the game yeah, or, or was, not. Nobody his future draft picks.
1: Yeah, but um Obviously, we gotta for you know keys of the game, whatever. We gotta run the ball better. I mean, there's nothing more I need to say about that. We just gotta run the ball better. Marshawn Lloyd again looks I thought he looked really explosive and, and quick, um, but we just gotta open some more lanes. Um, and it really going back, I, I rewatched the game. Going back and rewatching it on a lot of the run plays, it looks really well blocked. And then right when, when the running back gets the line of scrimmage, someone comes off their block. So it's like. I feel like the line line's getting in the right spot. They just need to kind of stick their blocks. Um, hold a little bit. Yeah, just just hold. I mean, screw it. Um, another key, I think we need to take more shots downfield. Like Davini, asked where Josh Vane was, and he was non-existent. Um, Jalen Brooks had some really nice catches. I mean, I would like to see. He's a, a bigger guy, a lot of athleticism. I mean, throw, throw the ball downfield to him again with Juice Wells. Um, you know, I don't I don't mind the little. Quick passes and and bubble screens and stuff like that every every now and then. I mean that's a large part of this offense anyways. But I'd like to you know see us run the ball a bit more effectively than maybe use some um, uh, play action to to take some shots downfield because obviously rather has arm and, and we have some guys that can at least catch the ball. So um, I think that would that's super important for the offense to be even mildly successful. Um, and then I think. You know, the defense played well uh, against a, a run-first team um, and a team that runs a lot of read options and and options and RPOs and quarterback runs and all that stuff, all the similar stuff that Arkansas does. Um, Arkansas is just obviously a lot better at it. Um, but make, making KJ Jefferson beat you through the air, I think, is important because, I, I you know, I trust our secondary. Um, I mean, they, they get a little handsy from time to time. Uh, they got a lot handsy in the Georgia State game here and there, but um, make them beat you. They're there. Don't don't let them, you know. Don't let them run for a hundred yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Um, make them. And he obviously, he has weapons, but you know, make them beat you through the air. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty. I'm excited about this game. It's in Arkansas, which obviously doesn't play in our favor. Uh, I think I saw a stat. We're like two and eleven in our last um whatever 13 away games which is which is not good um but yeah they say you make the biggest jump as a team from week one to week two so hopefully that happens yeah, you could see glimpses of it being there um in all facets of the game but you know just got to block a little bit better for the for the running backs and um rather has to just kind of stay within the offense and not try to force stuff but I think it could it could be a pretty interesting game just because our defense I think will will be able to keep us in there for a while. I don't you know, you can't expect having any special teams points necessarily, but also I think we have um really good special teams units, so we'll see how that affects the game. But um yeah, I don't know. Do you all have any questions? Do do we I don't I don't even have a prediction yet. I haven't even thought into it enough I, was, I mean that was
2: what I was about to ask but it's also kind of like I feel like Arkansas's offense at this point is just kind of a complete mystery because obviously I mean uh, Jaden Hazelwood's over there from Oklahoma right um, they tried to force feed him a little bit based on what I saw I think he had a touchdown though yeah Um. so it's not like they don't have any weapons um. but it really feels like like you said if you can make KJ Jefferson have to sit in the pocket and throw I mean, you gotta. You, I feel like you gotta like your chances a little bit. Um, yeah. But the, I mean, I think the biggest thing, like, like you talked about, is just the defensive line. If you can, if you can keep keep rotating guys in, not let them run the ball, contain Jefferson. I mean, you gotta like your chances because, like you said, I don't feel like Cincinnati did anything special. Their quarterback made some throws in the second half for sure. Um, but I mean. I feel like it's very even. You said you were a little bit surprised about the line, and I don't know if it's because it's so far
1: apart at eight. because – I don't know. I figured somewhere around like 12 or something. That might be a little too high. Maybe I'm a little bit too low on my own squad, but –
2: See, I'm just kind of thinking that early in the season, you don't really know much about the team per se. You just know who the players are. And even though, like you said, Rattler didn't play great, I mean, he's going to give you a chance against everybody. Right. Because Arkansas didn't look as clean, maybe as I expected. I'm kind of sitting here thinking that at eight, hell, you got a, you got a hell of a chance here. But I don't know.
1: I'm I'm gonna think on it a little bit more, and we're picking that game here in the second. Yeah, we're picking it. So so I'll 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 try to think up a, a prediction and then give it to y'all there. But uh, that's all I, I know got
3: for, for that Arkansas. It, I I think I, I obviously I, I missed most of your uh, recap, but I guess it kind of plays into the preview i think you're a little i mean obviously you're at the game and shit and i don't know how you <laughs> i think you're a little tough <laughs> on on not your expectations but just like what you saw and i think you're more down than what we really saw i guess it, it tends to happen when you're a fan of the team that's but just you know georgia you, in states, the they, moment
2: it's easy to do
3: yeah. georgia states uh, they have athletes they're in atlanta it's a good place to be for power i mean a group five program like they're, you knew they were going to come out there and play you well and also I mean it's first time having Spencer Rattler in the 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 offense you know those live reps um, in a game second year with a coach like I mean it takes a minute for things to click so I really I, and, and I guess you can say the same thing for Arkansas but really I, I don't know how much Arkansas improved based on last year yeah they add Hazelwood but you know, I really think that can be almost negligible uh, depending on how y'all play on defense. And he's not really one of those guys that I don't think is going to go. I mean, they there. also
1: lost Traylon Burks.
3: Right. So so it's, it's kind of it's like – a net negative. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how much better they got. I think y'all got better yeah. based on last year. So I really – I think you're a little tough on it. I honestly have y'all in this game. I mean, I know we'll get the picks, but just based on what I saw – I think y'all did enough to get through that Georgia State game, and it wasn't completely ugly. I mean, you just went out there and you played football and found a way to get it done. I mean, there's something to be said about teams that do that because, you know, obviously I've seen teams that are incapable of doing that against teams like South Carolina
1: under Will Muschamp.
3: I mean, uh, us in in recent years. So, Vinny, come to Muschamp. I don't know. Like I, I said, I missed your recaps. I don't know how serious you were about all the text messages and stuff. But
1: Oh, no. I mean, you know. He had, when, he had a lot when, more grace. When you're at the game. Saturday night. Yeah. When you're at the game and just – you go through a whole preseason where it's like, wow, this offense could, could actually be pretty good. And then they kind of come out flat. It's definitely disappointing. You know, you go down at one point in the Georgia State game – 14-12, uh, obviously, you, you come back. Dolphins had the best drive of the game right there and came back down the field and scored. But it's just, you know, it was an overreaction for sure during the game. But, yeah.
2: You'll have that. Can't wait to do it 11 more times with you all.
1: Exactly. All right, let's get on into the pick, Sam.
2: All right, so a little recap of last week. Um, Sid, I mean, we obviously, we all kind of got screwed on Utah. Shout-out to Florida. Shout-out Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sid, I mean, Sid only had two losses last week. I uh, paced us in points. Um, I came in second strictly because of the uh the the Seminoles pulling it out for me. So that was okay. that was pretty sick. Um but yeah, on to this week. Um, so the first game we got is Louisville and Central Florida. This is a home game for UCF. You're a six and a half point favorite here. Um I don't know. I want to take I want to take UCF, but I just don't feel comfortable with it. I feel like as bad as Louisville played last week against Syracuse, Syracuse is actually a halfway decent team. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna take Louisville here. I'm gonna I'm gonna rival the ACC boys.
3: I mean, um, I'm. I was also looking at this game as probably one of the tougher ones for me to pick, but I really kind of think. Like you said, as bad as Louisville kind of looked like out there, it's it's kind of like you better go out there and, you know, get that righted pretty quick. And then also we don't know what UCF really has, to be honest. So I'm, I'm gonna It just go feels Louisville.
2: like a Malik Cunningham run from 200 yards kind of deal. You
3: know yeah, what I mean? I'm thinking the same thing. And I'm also praying UCF is um, kind of asshole. So that it ends up being a little bit better of a matchup for us in a couple of weeks. So
1: I think I'm going to go. Okay. I think I'm going to go UCF. Obviously, Louisville got slapped by Syracuse, thirty-one to seven. And then UCF won. Obviously, I mean they played South Carolina State, but their new quarterback John Riz Plumley went for almost 400 all-purpose yards. Um, so I'm I've, obviously Louisville's defense isn't very good. So we'll go. We'll go UCF. I'm going UCF as well. Um, I think
0: Louisville's going to score. A lot more than the last game. I think it's going to be a, just a freaking shootout. I think UCF is going to come out on top. I agree with the shootout. I think we're going to see lots of offense.
2: Um, next game up is game day. Um, Bama is a casual 20-point favorite over Texas. So, instead of us picking this game, uh, we're going to decide whether Bama is going to cover or not. And I think they will. I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think Connor – hitting not cover right there is just doing his best to cover up for the big 12 a little bit there you know showing a little bit of that love even though they won't be there much longer but I'd love to see it be competitive
2: though I I really I
3: I really just don't think it will be I I think I think it might be you know a 14 point game going into halftime or so and then I think Alabama just kind of runs away with it and it ends up they end up covering yeah,
1: I agree with all that. Um, I didn't watch the Texas game versus the UL Monroe Warhawks at all this past weekend. Um, but just looking at the stat book, it doesn't look like anybody necessarily had a great game like yours, um, B. John Robinson. So I don't really know if this Texas team is going to be that good, like as good as people thought they were going to be.
0: And Alabama obviously is. So cover. Yeah, I mean, I'm going cover as well. I think Texas will be able to squeak out um a pair of touchdowns because they have the best one of the best running backs in the game and they'll probably do some deep shots you know and get lucky but i mean i'm alabama's gonna hang 40 on their trash defense i mean it's just, just it's gonna happen so they're definitely gonna cover
2: i mean this could this could be a 55 21 game they cover so i mean <laughs> yeah but we'll move on so this is this is again one of the more interesting games of the weekend um Arkansas and Carolina, as we, as we mentioned, Arkansas 8.5 point favorite at home. Um, I don't know. I feel like Arkansas is – I feel like they're favored for a reason. Obviously, we don't exactly know what Carolina's got yet. Um, no, I'm really impressed with Arkansas. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be 8.5. I think it's going to be, like, down to the wire. But I'm going, I'm going with the home team here. I'm just really curious to see how rap plays.
3: Yeah, that, I, think that's kind of, I think that's kind of what it depends on is how Rattler plays. But I'm going to kind of give Carolina the benefit of the doubt. Like I said, I think they played better than Jacob thought this past week, and they played you know, kind of one of those trap games out of the gate. But I, I really don't think Arkansas has gotten much better, and I'm, I'm going to roll with Carolina here.
1: Yeah, obviously I'm, I'm rolling with Carolina. Uh, if I wasn't a Carolina fan, I might go Arkansas here just because they're at home and, and, you know, they so KJ. You an idiot. they return KJ Jefferson and all. You're um, a Carolina fan though, Sid. He prefaced. He just called me an idiot. No, yeah, no.
3: If no, I wasn't no. specifically, what kind of fucking? you No, it's I just, and... no,
1: it's just, it's a scary game being in Arkansas and all that stuff. Obviously, I'm going Carolina and I'm going, you got to ride with a squad. I'm going 27 24.
2: I like the same score. Just flip it.
0: That's fair. Yeah, if I, if we were if we were picking spread, I would pick Carolina. Um, I, like y'all are saying, I think it's going to be a lot closer than eight points. But um, Arkansas is a good team. Um, you know, one could argue the second best team in the West because um, A and M's are fraud. Um, so that's, I'm going with
2: Arkansas. Yeah, Connor also has Arkansas in this game for what it's worth. Um, and then we'll move on another intriguing game. Um, Pitt, they're uh they're the home team in their home and home series with Tennessee. Uh, the Vols are a six and a half point favorite here. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Pitt did a lot of good things last week against West Virginia, but I don't think West Virginia is all that great of a team. Um, and Obviously, the offense is completely different um, without Mark Whipple calling plays for him now. Much more pro style, much more just pound the rock, and I think that's good against Tennessee, keep them off the field. But, man, I mean, I thought JT Daniels played pretty well last week, uh, was able to spread him out a little bit. And Hendon Hooker it looks like the real deal. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. So I'm taking Tennessee here.
3: Yeah, solely based on Hinn Hooker. I'm taking Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I gotta I, I gotta go Tennessee too. I mean they beat the hell out of Ball State, which tells us what? Nothing really, but they're a good team and Hidden Hooker's good, so go Tennessee.
0: I'm picking Tennessee mainly on the fact that Pitt should have lost that game. Yeah. Um, that's, that's fair. To West Virginia. And like you said, Sam, I mean JT's really all well, West Virginia has, and he – you know, played the best he could if it wasn't for that drop, pick six. They probably would have won. So, um, I'm going Tennessee as well.
2: Connor also has Tennessee here. So, clean sweep for the Vols. Uh, next game up, a little little Big 12 action. So, I trust Connor's opinion on this. We got Houston and Texas Tech. Texas Tech's a three-point favorite at home. Um, and Connor has Connor has Texas Tech. I do not. I've got Houston. Um, they had a tight win last week against uh, UTSA. Had to squeak it out, but I think they're going to score points. Um, supposedly, uh, Tyler Show, the quarterback from Texas Tech, is out this week. Um, so, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking Houston.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going with Connor on this one. you can going to take uh, some advice from our Big 12 liaison. That's why we have Connor. Right. You know, That's never a bad play, yeah. though. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go with Texas Tech.
1: Uh, yeah, I think – I don't really know much about either of these teams, but I think I'm going to go Texas Tech. You said their quarterback was hurt, but I guess their backup came in and had a pretty damn good game. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'll go Texas Tech.
2: Oh, how I envy Texas Tech. then.
1: <laughs>
2: Just kidding. Cut that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't – I mean, I don't know what to do here. Um I think I think I'm gonna go Houston.
2: Okay, I see you. I like it. Perfect. So now we got our, we got another interesting game. We got Iowa State and Iowa. Iowa's at home, they're a three and a half point favorite. Maybe they'll score three and a half. Um I'm not really counting on it though. Obviously Iowa State lost a lot. Um but I'm I'm taking them here. I'm taking the Hawkeyes. Not the Hawkeyes, the Cyclones.
3: I I really don't know what to think after watching Iowa play that miserable <laughs> uh, extra inning baseball game. That they dude, did y'all done? see the
2: tweet where somebody was like, I can't believe they made sick kids watch that?
3: Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was, that was messed up. Yeah, that one's tough. But seriously, tough those, look. those poor kids. Um, but, yeah, dude, I – I gotta go with Iowa State just based on the fact that you can't win a game five to three.
1: Um, yeah. Well, they won got, seven to three, but with no touchdowns. They, they had two safeties, two safeties, two safeties. Uh,
3: two hey, but I, I mean, it hey, was seven to three.
1: If you can't score a touchdown, then I don't think I can't pick you. So Iowa State.
3: You know, actually, that's what I have a bigger problem with: scoring seven points and not scoring a touchdown. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here.
0: Yeah, like that's honestly impressive, but at the same time sad as fuck.
3: Someone's you'll see the meme. It's like, y'all scored a touchdown though, right? And then yeah. the guy's like
0: staring at him like, you scored a <laughs> yeah. touchdown, right? Um, I I feel like it's just gonna be a terrible game. Um
2: I will not be tuned in.
0: Yeah, I was thinking this is good, but their offense is so bad so bad an fcs team held them to a field goal dude think Love about how i it. felt
3: we played clemson and scored 10 points in a touch uh, a touchdown <laughs> they couldn't
0: they played they played south dakota state bro
3: and couldn't score a touchdown they couldn't probably they? won't
0: have one draft pick on that team this year
3: dude they couldn't they couldn't move the ball That's a bunch of of
0: teachers and lumberjacks on that team. (laughs) Yeah, literally.
3: But here's the thing. As an Iowa fan, I know we're rambling here, but you know that. You know your offense is just boring, like outdated, just terrible. And you got to sit there and watch that.
0: 166 total yards against South Dakota. That's, like, impressive how bad that is. But we'll move on.
2: Connor's got Iowa State here, uh, so another another clean sweep. Um, the next game I have is is Kentucky and Florida. Florida is a four and a half point favorite here at home. I feel like after last week, it's going to be hard not to pick uh, Florida until further notice. Um, the offense with Napier looked it looked pretty crisp. I mean, they didn't do anything real crazy, um, but Anthony Richardson's a problem. Um, it looked exactly Kentucky like lost his- a lot.
1: His old offense
2: at ULL. I mean, yeah, but I mean, Florida's Florida's offensive line looked a lot better. Even their running backs were able to run fairly effectively on Utah, who I think has a good defense. We'll we'll find out. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I got to take Florida here. Um, I, I trust I trust Richardson more than Levis.
3: Yeah, I uh, I like Florida here. I think it was interesting just to see florida in the past couple of years what they've looked like under mullen and like how undisciplined and just they look like a real circus out there on the field versus this napier coach team I, they looked like a different team like if you i watched a lot of that game um yep uh, it was really kind of interesting to see and then also the fact that like I, I know that anthony richardson you know is kind of a little bit of a wild card but the fact that they played uh emory jones over him and just stuck with him like crazy you've got got, yeah that's that's crazy to me so uh i like anthony richardson um and i I like florida in this one
1: yeah i think i gotta go florida here too it's crazy that they jumped from unranked number 12 um that's a huge jump but it kind of comes down to can't kentucky's defense stop anthony richardson for, from running for another three touchdowns this week, and I'm not sure they can, so I'm going to go Florida.
0: I think I'm going to ride with the with the upset here, boys. Oh, I love I it. I was I hoping we weren't going to all pick Florida. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Um, solely on the fact, I think uh, Rodriguez is coming back, so I think I'm going to ride with Kentucky.
1: Nice.
0: That's That's some good insight right there. Nice. But yeah. if he doesn't come back, then that would just
2: suck. So, I mean, it's on record now, so you're locked in.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I got I to gotta lock in now.
2: You got to lock in. Um, moving on, we'll have the uh, – this is the Dookie Bowl. Um, Boston College traveling to Blacksburg to play uh, Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia Tech is somehow a two-and-a-half point favorite here after losing to Old Dominion, who, again, I think we can all agree they're not a bad team, but you should not ever lose to them. Um, and Boston College went and lost to Rutgers, who I think is also a, a pretty bad team. Um, but I'm taking Boston College here. I I don't know why. <laughs> they lost to a Power Five team, which is better than the alternative, I guess.
3: Yeah, I I I would str- I struggle picking Virginia Tech in this game after the way they look. Their quarterback looks um, pretty bad.
2: Remember when uh, they had and Hooker and like he was not good?
0: Yeah. y'all remember that? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Now yeah, balling. Yeah.
3: That really makes you kind of wonder there, but uh, I I can't I can't I just can't pick Virginia Tech. I I tried to watch the Boston College game, um, just a little bit, and every time I turned it to, it was on commercial. So I tried that like five times. I was like, okay, fuck it, I'm not watching this game. So I don't really know much about BC, but yeah, I I can't pick Virginia Tech after that. Um, I guys Isaiah Flowers, right? Yeah, Zafar snapped. Okay, yeah. As you Boston, expect. Boston College. college
1: I am college. going to take Virginia Tech here, and here's why.
3: They <laughs> were at – please explain.
1: Up. They were at Old Dominion last week, first game of the season at a team that you're probably supposed to beat. Grant Wells, their transfer quarterback from Marshall, first time in, in you know. In a setting like that, or I guess not a setting like that, but Bro, in, he literally played there last year as a conference game. I before. know that's why I said not a setting like that, but just you know, for Virginia Tech, new offense, he threw four picks, which is pretty bad. But hopefully, they get my boy Jason Brown in there. Um, I'm going Virginia Tech and they're at home, maybe they'll be better on. at
3: home. Can we go back to you said probably supposed to win? There is no probably Virginia Tech going to Old Dominion is 100%. You're supposed to win the game, I mean, that's fair.
0: Yeah. I'm going to ride with BC um, solely based off they have a better quarterback.
2: Nice. And they also have Zay Flowers. So not until they Zay my Flowers is the truth.
1: Not until they get my boy Jason Brown in there. Then it's over with.
2: Well, we got Jacob and Connor taking Virginia Tech here. Um, they are the favorite, but it seems like a risky play. So, we'll see how that one works out. Um, and then finally, I mean, a game that I feel like none of us know anything about, but it's the only ranked Uh, versus ranked matchup of the week. Uh, We've got Baylor going out to Utah to play the Fighting Mormons. BYU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite here. I'm taking BYU. Um, I mean, they slapped around South Florida, who had Baylor's quarterback last year. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to rile with BYU. You never know.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm going against our Big 12 conference liaison here. Uh, I'm going to go with BYU as well. I really don't know what Baylor has. And uh, I think BYU is probably a more physical team. So, I'm going to yeah. go BYU. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Baylor. Baylor. Like Sid mentioned.
1: I'm going to go Baylor here. I don't know. They scored 69 Dude, just, points just, last game. So, that's cool, I guess. Um, I don't know anything really about either of these teams. I, um, I'm not even sure what that is. Hold on. Albany, Jacob. Just, Albany, Albany, just, Great Danes.
3: Um, take, uh, well, take take Connor's picks and just copy them and put them in yours. So that's what you're doing right now. Is it? No,
1: yeah, he, paid, picked, he Arkansas. picked Arkansas and not to cover. And he also okay. said that <laughs> he said that Texas would cover. Um. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
3: I don't it know. Was, both, both both more teams, of a joke, but both right.
1: these teams scored so many points week one; they might just both score sixty.
3: Or, or none.
1: Or none. The over or none. is at 53 and a half. I would smash the over, but what do I know? <laughs> Hammer the over.
2: Divinity, what do you think?
0: Um, I think I'm going to go uh, – God, I remember pinging against BYU last year and I lost. Um. But Baylor beat him last year by like 12 points or 14 points. Um,
3: it's okay, bro. Tell us what you think is gonna happen this year.
0: God, give me the give me the Mormons. I can't I can't go against them. There we go. All right, well, there
1: you have
3: it. There you have it.
0: There's a little uh, there's a little bit of differences in there.
3: Before we end this, if y'all have heard this, don't answer. But this, this stat is kind of mind blowing to me. Um, if I were to tell you Notre Dame has played 24 AP top five teams since 1999, what would you think their record would be?
1: Oh, I but saw that I, in the group. I saw it, but I don't remember the exact number. Isn't it like
3: 12, yeah, 22 10-10. or something? Yeah. That's tough. That's bad. That's retorted. That's bad. Something That's-
2: just tells me they're not about that much.
3: That's tough. I Punch mean, that, something just tells me there's a reason why they don't want to join a conference. Yeah.
2: I mean, but if you think about it, I mean, they're playing a top-five team basically once a year,
3: which is somewhat impressive. I mean, for the past couple of years, we've played two. South Carolina's played two to three. I mean. All the days were. Yeah. Well. I mean, they also can. they also can schedule Air Force and – Navy, and then mix in some shitty ACC teams, and then get away with playing Ohio State.
2: I was yeah. surprised that Ohio State more points against them. I think Notre Dame has a good defense for sure. Yeah, their defense
0: looks pretty pretty good.
2: That might be a zero zero game in South Bend. I don't think DJ's <laughs> gonna <laughs> yards again. I'll put that on record.
3: Zero zero. Hey, hey. Kane's gonna be starting by that game, bro. Best game he's ever played was at Notre Dame.
2: So, best game he'll ever
3: play was at Notre Dame, and he lost. Maybe he could go play for Notre Dame.
1: Kane
0: Kane's about to snap.
1: I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet earlier, and it was like your twenty twenty three starting quarterback for the Oregon Ducks, DJ.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing, dude. They've been talking about it like nonstop about how he's on track to graduate in December. Um and that he's, like, been totally on the three-year NFL plan. And I just have a sinking feeling that one way or the other, he's not going to be our quarterback next year.
1: I would – Whether like he to, goes the to the draft and doesn't get picked. I would have to transfer
0: um, yeah, there's, there's no
3: in-between. At, the the, at the end of the year, my boy. There's no scenario in which it's an in-between and he ends up your starter game. Like, where you're happy enough to have him as your starter next year, but he, he wasn't good enough to get picked or – you know, go into the NFL, or he wasn't. I, like, you know, he would have to improve like, significantly
1: literally... to go to the NFL, or at least to get drafted. Oh yeah, oh right. yeah.
3: But also, like you don't see a scenario unless Cade's just not good, in which he's not, in which he's your quarterback next year.
1: Well,
2: then I just
3: can't foresee the... Cade
2: ever being any worse.
1: Then so. you got the the Vizaline kid coming in next year whatever his name is. <laughs> What's his name?
2: Oh, yeah. Vizina, Viz- Vizina. Vizinia, yeah.
1: yeah, that guy. But anyways, we've gone on way too long anyways, so we'll cut it right here. We'll
2: I mean, while back. we're here, should we just go ahead and take bets on how many games it's going to take before Cade's a starter?
3: I'm, I'm thinking by game three. Game I three? Think midway.
1: <laughs> I think <God. laughs>
3: think midway through the season. You think he's about to do Furman like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, DJ's about DJ, DJ's about to go out there and play like Ash against Furman, turn the ball over a couple times. They're going to try to turn him loose, and then they're going to be like, okay, fuck this, let's put Cade in there. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's Hey, fair. can we say something nice about Brian Kelly this time? Because no. That was
2: what I was going to say for then. Then y'all got to talk about Cade starting tonight. I wanted to just go ahead and see. Um, anyone, I don't I have, have I don't anything have anything nice to say in
3: Brian Kelly. I just brought it up because did y'all see how a reporter was late to their press conference and he yeah, said <laughs> something, and the reporter said maybe if you win I'll be on time. Yeah, Bros is already getting clowned, already getting clowned. Yeah, he'll be um, he'll be out of there in three years.
0: Answering your question about Kane, Sam, I think uh, it's going to be halftime of the NC State game. And oh I think it I think it'll be after
2: we lose NC State. That's he, my prediction.
0: Uh y'all are gonna be down y'all are gonna be down to NC State at half and y'all are gonna bring him in and he's not gonna look back.
2: Do we come back and win the game? Yep. Oh so he's like that.
0: And y'all uh make it to the playoff with him at QB. Oh my gosh.
1: Let's chill. Let's relax High me
0: up. I'll sign that one in was, blood. Damn, all they, their only loss, NC State didn't look good. Their only loss that could happen is Notre Dame. Sam That's Hartman's it. back for Wake. Notre yeah, Dame. but he's playing the best, one of the best defensive fronts in the, in the nation. Louisville looked good. <laughs> they beat him by 20 something last year, and DJ was butthole. South Carolina will probably beat him. It's just, you know. There's yeah, just too
1: many There's just too many games that they they'll probably lose. And,
0: and do, who do y'all have in the ACC championship? I mean, my. What's my your money? bet?
2: I don't know. I want to say Miami, but I don't think they're going to be that good. I don't know.
1: Anyways, I don't know. Anyways, before we keep going any longer, we'll end it yeah, right here. Two we'll hours be back. Later. We'll be back next week with breakdowns, hopefully a South Carolina dub, and then we'll look toward week three. Big South Carolina-Georgia game. Could be even bigger if we win at Arkansas, so we'll see. But thanks for listening. Peace.